The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Pet Panorama with your host, Dr. Julie Mayer. Your pet is often referred to as your best friend, yet when it comes to their health care, sometimes we don't understand all of the options that are available to keep them healthy and living a good quality life as long as possible. In our program, we will explain and explore the best care possible, and we invite your participation as well. Now, here is Dr. Julie Mayer. Well, hello, all you pet lovers. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Pet Panorama. I am your host, Dr. Julie Mayer. I'm a holistic veterinarian. I'm certified in veterinary acupuncture, uh, chiropractic for for pets, and I'm a certified canine rehab practitioner. I'm also faculty at the uh, new uh, veterinary college here in Arizona of Midwestern University. And I'm a guest lecturer at um, ASU as well. Um, I teach nutrition there to pre-med, both veterinary and um, the human medical profession. And here in Arizona, I provide holistic pet care and small animal rehabilitation and sports medicine at my practice in Scottsdale. Um, And, of course, I want to thank my lovely sister for, um, she's the artist in the family, I'm the scientist in the family, for her talent um, in designing the logo for the show. So I want to talk a little bit um, about my mission and, of course, about the design of the show and um, how we want to proceed as far as there's a lot of information that I want to discuss and I want to stay organized and I want the callers to call in, the emails to call in, and I want to try to address everybody who does um, participate in the show with us. So how I want to design this is um, I'm going to do some monthly topics. I'm going to have a major topic and then I'm going to have weekly subtopics associated with a major topic. So, for example, today we're going to talk about um, it's pets and perfect foods. Um, food is huge in everybody, humans, veterinary medicine. It is, you know, our it feeds our cells. So, um, I want to talk about a lot of different topics on food, and with you know limited time, I want to approach um, probably the most popular topics of of food. My mission in um, these programs ahead is to just give the pet owner a panoramic perspective of healthcare. And we really don't, in in the allopathic world, which means it's the traditional, you know, veterinary medicine, um, what I was trained in vet school, there's it's not just science and it's not just what's in textbooks and what's you know taught in schools but there's there's a lot of interesting features out there there and information excuse me 
information um, of natural approaches and, and what, what we can do for our pets that are more kind and uh, non-invasive and um, very beneficial for the body and they don't have a lot of side effects and things like that. So when I was in vet school, loved vet school, loved science, I loved medicine, but when I, when I was practicing, you know, right after uh, graduating and getting thrown out into the real world, um, after about a few years, I was, I was a little frustrated. I was frustrated with um, just giving antibiotics and steroids and antibiotics and steroids. And I wanted to do something else for the pets. I, I, I wasn't curing anything. I thought that I was going to be able to help the pets. But I felt like I was being very redundant. And with that, I again, I was very frustrated. I spent all this time, eight years in prison, as I call it, but eight years in school, I spent a lot of money, and, and I felt like I just really wasn't doing the job that I was put on this planet to do. So I was introduced to acupuncture, and this was way back in the, in the early 90s, and, you know, that really wasn't a common term to be used especially for people or especially for pets. So I was introduced to acupuncture, and it really changed my world. And then I pursued other alternative, um, if you will, or I should say complementary uh, methods of holistic healing. And eventually, I completely left veterinary medicine, so to speak, meaning I don't practice traditional medicine. I know it. I work with it. And I offer these other modalities because a lot of pets have a lot of problems and complications with traditional medicine. So that's what I've been doing for the last about 15 years of my 25-year uh, career of being a veterinarian. And um, it's great. It's good. I get a lot of results. We don't have the placebo effect in, veterinary uh, in holistic veterinary medicine, so that's what I like about it. If I put needles, acupuncture needles in a dog, and they're very lame when they come in to see me, but they're very... Um, happy and relaxed when they leave. I know there was nothing, you know, the, the needles did the whole work. Traditional Chinese medicine did all the work. And it's, it's amazing the results that I see. So I have dedicated the last 15 years plus to holistic medicine. So it's been a joy for me and um, for all the pets that I've been able to help out there. So my mission is definitely to give a panoramic perspective of healthcare, and it's, we're not just going to talk about medicine. We're also going to talk about husbandry, you know, noise phobias, traveling in cars, separation anxiety, all different kinds of things that we can do instead of just putting them on Prozac or tranquilizers or you know allergies and steroids. So I wanted to give the audience, you pet lovers, a an opportunity to learn some new things and to open your mind and also share with your veterinarians who may not be aware of these things or understand these things. So that's what I'm here for, and that's why I designed this show. So the layout of the show is going to be monthly topics, again, with um, about three to four weeks of subtopics because I can't do everything in a 50-minute show. 
So you can call in with questions, concerns, stories related to the topic of the week so that we can stay on the same subject. Also, there's links um, on our you know, Facebook, Twitter. There's e-cards that are emailed out. And my Facebook page is Integrative uh, Veterinarian PLLC. The Twitter is Holistic DVM. And, you know, we can chat and communicate via emails. The email for the show is petpanorama at gmail.com. So, you know, please call, comments, questions. I'd love to hear you. The number to call live is 1-866-472-5792. And then again, the email to go to during the show and off the air is petpanorama at gmail.com. Also, what's awesome about, um, thank you uh, for Voice America, um, you know, hosting us. But the archives of each episode will be um, in iTunes. And on the e-cards, there will be a button for an on-demand. And you, and you can search through the website and everything to find Um, previous episodes but this is our first one so here we go but if you have also if you have a business if you have a product if you have an expertise in natural pet care and you want to be a guest let me know because I want to have other I don't you know I don't want to bore everybody every week talking to you I want to share the love and I want other people to come in to talk about their results what they do Um, And just, you know, share their stories. If you have a business or a product or an expertise in natural pet care and want to be a guest, that's great. And if you want to advertise your business or product, let me know. Because, of course, we need, you know, support and sponsors, um, etc. So, as I mentioned, um, these certification courses... What happens is after vet school, you um, can go to, you know, you can go above and beyond and expand your experiences in veterinary medicine. So um, about five years after vet school, when I did realize that um, I, I needed to do something else, I, like I said, I was introduced into acupuncture. So um, I went to the, it's IVIS, the International Veterinary Acupuncture Society, and they were really the only ones that taught ac- acupuncture to veterinarians. So I s- sought them out, and then it's like a year course, about 120-plus hours. And, you know, you're working full-time, and you're paying money to go to these uh, to these certification courses, et cetera. But that really did change change my world. And then as I was seeing patients and getting results and sticking needles in dogs, cats, birds, hedgehogs, you name it. Um, and I was finding these results. A lot of my clients were like, well, I'm going to go, I'm seeing my vet, my regular vet, then I'm seeing you for acupuncture, and now I know I, know, I need a chiropractor. So a lot of my clients um, kind of persuaded me to go to chiropractic school. So there's a school out there for veterinarians and DCs, so doctors of chiropractic, meaning humans, um, to become certified in veterinary chiropractic. So I went, did that, and became certified in chiropractic. And and what was interesting is when I was doing acupuncture, and especially, you know, pain management for like arthritis, I, I was noticing that I couldn't move the bones. I could feel that the that the spine, you know, some vertebrae would be out of alignment or a hip would be sore. 
and and the and the needles just weren't working in those cases. So definitely, when I went to chiropractic school, that really changed my world. Then, going to you know learning about the body, learning about the skeletal system, and learning about the nervous system with the chiropractic experience, that really got me inter- introduced into sports medicine. So. Um, I really was popular in Chicago and in here as far as chiropractic is amazing, especially with sports injuries, senior pets, even young pets. I'll do um, some, you know, puppy checks just to see how their uh, confirmation is and just make sure that everything is okay. Sometimes they can have problems when they come out of the birth canal or if mom, you know, is stepping on them and such if, if she's a new mother. So chiropractic is, is fantastic as far as um, everything. Uh, the nervous system controls everything in our body. So, and the nervous system is also, you know, it's housed in, the spinal cord is housed in a very bony structure. And when those bones don't move right, then nerves definitely get compromised. So... I had a practice in Chicago. We opened the first uh, rehab wellness center, rehab center in um, in Chicago, and uh, we were very successful. We had a lot of fun, and but I couldn't handle the winter winters over there, which I think a lot of the trans the transplants, as I call them, from Chicago. Uh, and my father had a house here for several years. So I would come back and forth, and I knew that I was more like a lizard and a reptile and I needed the sun and I needed and I needed the heat and I didn't want snow. So here I am and I came out here and I saw it um, the two places um, in uh, Gold Canyon was one and Tucson that had underwater treadmill and I knew that's that is where I wanted to start my adventure here in Arizona. So I really want to um, share the love. I lecture a lot. Um, I give a lot of talks locally um, at you know veterinary conferences. And what's really awesome is being on faculty at the um, at Midwestern University in Glendale. Is this is where it needs to begin? Is with the students. So I'm you know I teach the students chiropractic, acupuncture, their rehab. And I'm an adjunct professor over there. And now, um, actually March 7th, I'm going to be um, internships. They're called preceptorships because they're not doctors yet. But they're going to start circling through my clinic. And, and what, what's really interesting is they're extremely excited about holistic medicine. And I was talking to the dean early on in the beginning of the program uh, when they were having the interviewees of, you know, the freshmen and such. And they um, they were mentioning that the interviewees actually were, they were asking if they were going to, you know, if Midwestern was going to start, they were going to do holistic medicine, if they were going to do acupuncture, you know, classes like that. So my experience with, in Illinois, um, University of Illinois had an integrated medicine club, so I suggested to the dean to go ahead and start one of those clubs, and they did, and I'm the, the liaison to them and the American Holistic Veterinary Medical Association. So this is where we need to start. We need to start with the students, with the future veterinarians, to be able to 
this this should be normal for them. This should be normal for them to approach their client and their patient and say, there's, you know, hey, these non-steroidal anti-inflammatories aren't, you know, helping your dog's shoulder and the lameness, so maybe you should try acupuncture, et cetera. So it's becoming more mainstream when I, you know, back in the 90s um, that we were paving our own pathway there. And, um, you know, sometimes we had a lot of resistance with some traditional folks. But nowadays, it's um, I'm getting more and more referrals from other veterinarians, from neurologists. So it's it's wonderful. It's wonderful to see that everybody is starting to, you know, this is starting to become normal. So that's why I'm here. And um, again, I want to share the love and we have lots to talk about. And so, like I said, I want to do this in sections of like four weeks. Um, we will have a major topic and then we'll have subtopics under the, underneath um, those, that topic. So, for example, today I'm going to talk to you about um, food, which is obviously a big topic. But um, I'm going to break it down, and, and we'll stay organized in that manner. I've been through, um, you know, like I said, I've been to vet school. This is back in the 90s. And we had, like, next to zero nutrition. And nutrition, that's what feeds our cells. That's what feeds our life. It's so important. And unfortunately, to this day... The veterinary students have practically zero nutrition. And it's very disappointing to me, and it's, it's a shame because I think that a lot of the diseases, I've been around for a long time, I've been a vet for 25 years, and a lot of the diseases that I, that I see, I think, could have been prevented with the proper diets and supplements, etc., so, as we all know, you, you know, humans, we, um, you know how important food is. And what's really sad in the human industry is we have everywhere fast food restaurants and we have tons of heart conditions in, in our country and we have tons of diabetes, et cetera. And it's, it's really sad because it's kind of transferred into our pets. Everything has to be convenient. And it's it it's not good. Nobody thinks about food because um, everybody's busy doing other things. Myself as well. My pets actually eat better than I do. But have you heard the phrase "garbage in, garbage out"? I mean, that is the truth. What you put in is definitely what you're going to get out. So, and I see this a lot. Again, I have been a veterinarian with puppies. And I've been around so long that I have, you know, I gave them their initial vaccines and wellness checks, and then I put them to sleep. So I've been around for a long time. I've seen transformations. I've seen a lot of different diseases come about, common diseases in older pets. And I've seen, you know, pets on real good food, and I've seen pets on real bad food. So... I've seen a lot of interesting just, you know, observations, but I also read the research now, especially after the melamine scare. Um, 
that was back in I think 2005 or 2006 when um, a lot of pet foods were uh, contaminated with melamine. I think that woke everybody up. I think everybody started looking at, you know, what really is in that bag of food? What really is in that can of food? What am I feeding my pets? And unfortunately, um, I was in Chicago and I had a patient dear to my heart that succumbed to the melamine uh, toxicity, went into uh, kidney failure, excuse me, and unfortunately passed. Um, So these things happen. I even have a research paper with me today about contaminants in food. And if we have time, I'm going to definitely um, share that with you. But what's... uh, it's, there's some bad stuff out there, and there's a lot of industries that this is just a money-making um, business for them, and, you know, things are the quality tends to not get paid attention to, and I'm going to kind of go through the process of how many hands get on this pet food before it gets to your dog's bowl. So we'll talk about all this after the break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Do you find yourself caring for people in multiple generations? Are you exhausted, stressed, and overwhelmed? Instead of spending hours searching for resources and information, Dr. Merrill and her guests will provide you with practical, everyday information and solutions to help make your life easier. Tune into Caught Between Generations, Thursdays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Step by step, you made it through the journey of pregnancy. Now, your baby is in your arms, and you're on the cusp of a new journey, breastfeeding. As a new parent, you receive a lot of advice, much of it conflicting, some of it outdated. Tune into Born to be Breastfed with host Marie Biancuso to bust through the myths about feeding your baby. Marie and her guests will help you figure out what you can expect and put you on the best and surest path on your breastfeeding journey. Listen every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We all have challenges each and every day. How do you relax and live in a calm state? On Chaos to Calm, we introduce you to the concept of Wrenchway, a path to feeling calmer and happier. Listen Mondays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health and Wellness. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are tuned in to Pet Panorama with Dr. Julie Mayer. We want to hear from you with your questions, stories, and comments. Please call into the program today at 1 866 
1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Send your emails all week to Dr. Julie at PetPanorama at gmail.com. That's PetPanorama at gmail.com. Now, back to Pet Panorama. Okay, so I'm dancing here. I love that music. Um, so we're going to make this fun because I'm a fun person. And uh, we're uh, things are sad, things are happy, things are good, things are bad. But um, my whole goal is to make you guys a better pet owner, being aware of all the opportunities that you have um, for your pet. So again, we're we're gonna talk just the intro today. We're gonna start talking about you know what is food, what does it mean, what does it do, how is it important? Um, and I had mentioned garbage in, garbage out, and literally that's kind of what you get. So if we eat poor quality food, then we will have a poor quality life. If you ate TV dinners, the same TV dinner. Every night, every morning for breakfast and dinner, every single day, yeah, you would survive, but you wouldn't thrive, okay? If you had Salisbury steak, some corn, and some potatoes, and you put it in a microwave every single day. So think about what you're feeding your pets when it's in a bag, when it's in a can, it's been stored on a shelf somewhere for God knows how long, right? So... Every single meal, every single day. We wouldn't do that to ourselves, so why would we do that to our pets? So I just want everybody to start thinking about life and thinking about health and thinking about not just convenience and, oh, my gosh, I'm in a rush. I got to just throw the kibble. I got to go, come back, and you do the same thing, right? So I'm I'm more about the quality of life um, and being simple. I don't like to be complicated. I got too much going on. I, I have to be simple, right? So plain, simple, common sense is how I like to think about things and then also approach my patients and approach their situations. So your, your quality would, of life would obviously be poor. Um, your immune system would be compromised if you did not eat Healthily, and what and, and what is eating healthy? Okay, so in in I'm going to talk more in the animal world, obviously because that's what I know what to do. If, if we look at kind of um, I, I guess a either a pyramid or you know a priority of the most health healthy foods, we can say that I would say the top. Most bioavailable foods to the body would be raw. Okay, not talking about any kind of the dangers or anything else with the raw, but raw. The body's going to look at that, meaning the dog, the cat, and whatever's crawling and flying um, or slithering. Their DNA is made to look at real food. Predators, right? They hunt. They seek food. They don't get it out of a bag or a can. So their gut, their body is made to look at real protein and real food. And that would be raw. So if you could put 
a mouse in a can and sell it at the grocery store, that would be awesome. All right? The cats would be really happy. But obviously we can't do that. So the next tier, meaning, so raw would be probably the most bioavailable. The next tier would be home cooked. And that would, you know, you can put vegetables, fruits, you can put meat and carbs in that category. But you would cook it, of of course, you know, to limit the contaminations there. Then if we go down the tier, now we're getting into the commercial foods. Then we're looking at canned food would be the next in line as far as quality and bioavailability is concerned because there's a lot of moisture in the can. And in the desert, we need a lot of moisture. And you can put more meat in the can and less fillers, okay? Um, The kibble, which is in the bag, that has to have, because of the extruding process, that has to have more, I don't want to say grains, but, you know, different kind of fillers, carbohydrates and and even some chemicals that I can't even um, um, talk about on some of these uh, kibbles in in the labels that I read. I can't even pronounce them. They have to have these fillers to be able to put push it through the extruder. Otherwise, it gets gummed up. So the machine that stirs all these ingredients, and then it goes through a conveyor belt and pressurized and heated, and then it comes out little lovely shapes and colors, and they have, then they have to spray um, omega-3 fatty acids on and all the vitamins because you just lost them in the heating process. So that kind of food would be on the bottom of the the list as far as quality is concerned, as far as, far as bioavailability is concerned. So I'm not going to, you know, uh, talk about any um, names, products, or anything like that, but I want to give you this tier, kind of this totem pole of hierarchy here so that you can start to think about foods. We eat, hopefully, not TV dinners every single day. So we cook food, we prepare food, we eat salads, we eat vegetables, we eat carbs, we eat meats, and we're doing okay, right? Our pets, unfortunately, have to look at us for food. So we need to be more educated and we need to know what kinds of, um, we need to know what kinds of opportunities are out there, options, um, what to do, how to do this. Things are scary. There's a lot of, you know, animosity about everything. But it's really easy. Dogs did become domesticated with humans via um, basically us. They would travel with tribes. They would follow them. They would eat their scraps. They would eat, you know, whatever they could find. And then we started noticing that, hey, they could keep away other animals, um, predators, and things like that. So it was a beautiful symbiotic relationship. So I think we owe them to, you know, bring them back to their original um, to their original uh, being. Their DNA doesn't change as much as we think, okay? 
that that pretty much can stay there forever. So I'm going to get off the soapbox here in a minute, but um, it's it's just we we have to just start to think about them and us and how we treat our bodies and how we should treat their bodies. So we need to feed the cells and our bodies pure bioavailable ingredients so we can function and be healthy. As Hippocrates said, so we can go way back, some other people thought about food way back when, he said, let food be thy medicine and medicine be thy food. And that is the quote that I stick by. And in my profession, being a holistic veterinarian, I definitely use a lot of foods, a lot of supplements with a lot of different diseases. Um, here in the desert, it's hot, um, it's arid, and there's allergies, believe it or not, and there's a lot of inf- inflammation. I, I have a lot of patients that have inflammation in almost every part of their body, and I just call, I get, just give them the diagnosis, diagnosis of itis. Like, you have itis. Your dog has itis. The clients go, what is that? I go, well, it's uveitis, it's uh, dermatitis, it's cystitis. So it's very, very interesting that where did all this come from? How can we, you know, this is what we have in front of us. How can we help them? And food can definitely help. In traditional Chinese medicine, foods do have energetics, okay, There's foods that are cooling, cold, moving, drying. So we can use foods to treat diseases or to balance the immune system. For example, some foods can be anti-inflammatory. They can be antioxidants. There are certain diets that are prescribed for cancers for patients. We can use foods to heal the body. Simple, plain and simple. First of all, just start feeding them live plants, live animals. Well, not live animals, but meat, the things that aren't processed. So the quality, the quality of the nutrients are important. There is a difference between ingredients and nutrients. Ingredients and nutrients, right? Ingredients just means that they're things. You, you label them, you name them. Nutrients means that they are going to feed, support, and help the body. There's also a difference between surviving and thriving. Like I said, I've been a vet for a long time. And I've seen pets who, you know, they're just surviving. And then they get, they're nine, they get old, and they're just slow, and they have a lot of arthritis. And then I've seen, like my, I'm proud of myself, my pit bull who I had to unfortunately put to sleep at 16 and a half years of age. I had her for 15 of those years, and she ate raw her entire life. And the nutrients that I gave her totally supported her body. So it's, we have to really, really pay attention. We have to pay attention to our pets because we owe them because they are our pets. They are our loves, our lives, and they support us and we support them. And they can't do this on their own. Okay? So, well, how did... How did we get to this stage where we, you know, how, how did we get to the stage where we have cans of food and where, where we have bags of food? You know, back in the day, 
they didn't even have refrigerators. So if we domesticated dogs a long, long, long time ago, how did we feed them? Again, they ate our scraps. We didn't have garbage cans. We didn't have garbage trucks. So we just threw things aside. And the pets figured that out. They weren't pets back then. So the wild animals figured that out, and then they became our friends. How did the food come about? Did that, does anybody think about that? Like, who invented pet food? Who, com- you know, invented commercializing it? So I did some research, and way back, way back when, when there were um, wagons still on the streets, there were no stoplights, there were no, you know, roads, there were, were no um, highways and things like that. Way back when... When they had horse-driven carriages, well, occasionally, you know, they probably didn't really have a lot of horse vets either. Occasionally, a horse would die in the middle of the road, or what was a road. So, what do you do? What do you do with the carcass? What they figured out was, well, hmm, this is horse meat, so we're going to basically just cut it up. And that's what they did. But they didn't have storage. So sometimes they would dry the meat out. And eventually when, you know, ice and different things were developed and refrigeration was developed, they would take the parts of these animals and actually feed them to their pets. And they would store this. So that's kind of how, you know, Storing food was brought um, and, you know, brought into the world. And then, of course, it morphed into how do we, how can we store it in bags? How can we put it in cans? And how can we commercialize it? So I want you to think about that, but that's kind of interesting. So I thought that was kind of, that was kind of fun. And Perino was um, the first uh, company to actually organize what I'm talking about, and, uh, you know, try to, I don't think it was just horse meat, but, you know, try to put, um, organize some food ingredients and put them in some storage vehicles so that people can feed their pets. And when wars were going on and the women were only home um, taking care of the family, they would cook for the, you know, for their themselves. They didn't have a lot of money, and so they just wanted the pets to, you know, to be fed as well, get the scraps, but also have some storage in addition as far as, you know, trying to feed their, um, their pets who would help them um, protect them and definitely help them, um, you know, with companionship and things like that. So... That's uh, that's pretty much the history there. And with convenience, we have definitely lost quality because everything is fast. Um, and, you know, that's very sad. Everything is processed. Everything is killed. Um, there's not a lot of, you know, live nutrients or they have to be supplemented. Um, so we really lost the complete wholeness of pet food. Um, but now we're trying to bring it back. 
Um, but there's a lot of resistance in some of the, uh, you know, veterinary community. There's some resistance as far as threats of, you know, different bacterias and bones and things of that nature. So, and you know, I want you to guys to think about this, and I'll give you some time over the break, and uh, we'll see you in a few minutes. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Do you ever have an off day? Or is your life positive and uplifting? Making Life Brighter is a forum for positive, inspired, and contemplative thought, showcasing experts in their fields, including authors, musicians, and artists. Your host, Winifred Adams, will bring to life topics to stimulate and make your life brighter. We want to hear from you. Be sure to tune in Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Can grief be good for you? Absolutely. It gets your attention, helping you evaluate your choices and relationships. Your losses define who you are. Tune in each week for Good Grief with host Cheryl Jones. Our show features those who have made incredible transformations by grieving their losses. You'll learn how to find your courage and strength. You'll discover the important things in your life and how to let go of things that are less important. Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health and Wellness. Is your health where you think it should be? If you're like most people, the answer is probably not. Where can you get the answers you need to get on the right track? The answers start on Occupy Health. Each week, host Dr. Susan Downs and her guest experts will answer your questions as well as prepare you for questions you'll want to ask your health provider. You'll want to plan for your optimal health with Occupy Health. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. are tuned in to Pet Panorama with Dr. Julie Mayer. We want to hear from you with your questions, stories, and comments. Please call into the program today at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Send your emails all week to Dr. Julie at PetPanorama at gmail.com. That's PetPanorama at gmail.com. Now, back to Pet Panorama. All right, welcome back, listeners and supporters and pet lovers. So we do have a caller. Um, This is Joy. She's in Athens, Georgia. And um, we're going to um, talk about her and her pets. So welcome, Joy. How are you? I'm doing great. Hi, Dr. Julie. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for calling in. What's going on, Joy? Well, congratulations on this exciting, long-time-coming, fresh endeavor. And I just know that you'll be able to reach so many more pet lovers and spread the good word about integrative and holistic vet medicine. You've surely made a believer out of me, that's for sure, and I'm very grateful. You've seen me 
there are a lot of pets. <laughs> right. And um, I'm far away from you, and you're still my go-to person. In fact, I'm holding in my hand some supplements, thyroid support gold <laughs> and kidney support gold. Right. Bugle weed for, for my, I think she's a 13-year-old feline nice. with borderline hyperthyroidism right. and kidney, uh, beginnings of kidney failure, right? So she's perking up. Good. Wait, we've got her on some good raw kind of special food, you know, that you recommended and everything. And, and if I just do what you say on a consistent basis, I can already tell that, you know, this cat is, is doing better and the quality of her life is going to be, you know, extended. Good, good, good. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad that you contacted me. And, um, and, and again, we can also work if she needs medication. You know, it's that integrative approach. I love being integrative because it's a marriage of, you know, natural stuff, but also veterinary medicine. So um, that's that's what I like about having these two different sides of me that argue against each other. But you know what I mean? It's it's there's a lot of options out here when when we have this this kind of knowledge. Well, you did an amazing job with sushi. She lived to be over 20. That's integrate awesome. Medicine. That is awesome. Love I'm it. just so happy that you, the gifts that I've known you to have for years are going to be now shared from coast to coast. And that means more healthy animals, not just dogs and cats. Because I know that you're an expert in exotics and dentals for pets, as well as Chinese medicine and many other things. And I do have a question, sure. Dr. Julie, but before I ask it, I just have to extend a little challenge to other listeners like me. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to to see if we can all not just spread the word about this really cool show, especially via social media, but to actually be a part of this. I mean, whenever I talk with a veterinarian or a practitioner, I feel like I've got to do my part. I'm part of this team. I don't just do what somebody tells me to do. So we want to be a part of this thing that you're doing. And so, I mean, you're putting it out there on the interwebs, right? Right. And then there are all the rest of us. So don't feel alone. There are many, many of us all together right now. And listeners can complete the circle by pitching in at the GoFundMe website as a way to give back and help the show continue into the future. And no, I swear nobody told me to call in and say any of this. That is the truth, right? Awesome. No, I, I have I I'm glad you that you're calling. I'm call. <laughs> I haven't I haven't talked to you in a long time. I know. It's good to hear your voice. Likewise. Um, but I can just truly Folks, I can attest to how good it makes you feel to help this this online radio show venture start up well and head into the future because Dr. Mayer has some really great advice. And I've been around the globe, and I've been around a lot of vets and a lot of really good experts, but um, the fact that you're putting it out there for free is amazing to me. So I've donated, and it makes my heart warm. And the website, people, is... GoFundMe.com backslash Pet Panoramic. There was a little typo, I think, when someone first set up the site. It wasn't you, I know. But Pet Panorama is actually Pet Panoramic, M-I-C, on the GoFundMe site. So if you're looking for it, that's how to find it. And now to my question. This is something I think I've asked you as I've moved around the globe, and so I think it's important. And uh, you ready? Yep. If I want to take my pets to a practitioner or a doctor in my area for something like chiropractic or acupuncture, 
some kind of natural remedy, advice on what to feed, you know, that kind of thing. Some, yes. Even some diagnostic testing okay. that is done in a more integrative, holistic kind of way. What are the websites or the national organizations that I can reach out to who can tell me who the most qualified professionals near me are? Well, I'm glad you're asking that question because I am a member. It's the American Holistic Veterinary Medical Association. So they're going to have the veterinarians who are holistic, and then they give the credentials of what they have, meaning, you know, are they certified in chiropractic, acupuncture, um, maybe homeopathy, herbs, Mm -hmm. etc. So you can put in your zip code, so that's ahvma.org, and you can put in your zip code, and they will tell you who's in your area. And join more and more are are out there nowadays. There, I mean, we're multiplying by gazillions, and I'm so excited about that. Mm-hmm. That is true. Through the years, I've seen that right? happen. Yeah. So yes. Yeah, so thank you for bringing that up because our listeners should know that. Um, there's options, but you do, ha- you know, you do have to search and step outside of the box and try to find, you know, these practitioners. We're we're very shy, <laughs> we're very discreet, yeah. <laughs> so um, you know we're good, um, but we tend to, you know, we don't exploit our talents um, because we're we're very compassionate people. So, um, but I really appreciate you mentioning that for sure because we want the the listeners to um, to to try to seek, and 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 they'll they'll pop up in the most remote little cities too. So it's amazing. So definitely, you can go to the website and you would put in your um, zip code. Thank you so much, and thanks for having this show. It means a lot to uh, me to know that more and more people are going to get really good, you know, down-to-earth, no, um, you know, no BS, I guess. Right, right. It's just honest, straightforward, uh, good advice from a girl from the south side of Chicago. That's right. <laughs> and um, because you've been through it all. You, you've learned so much, I bet, just by, you know, trial and error, experimenting, yep. all the things you've seen, not to mention all the expert coursework and the training that you've gone through. And, you know, the, the students you have there in your state, they're at your university. They're really lucky. And, and it's so awesome, Joy. And it's so awesome, Joy, but um, March 7th, the students will start circulating through my practice. So this is going to be fantastic for me and for them. Yeah. I'm very yeah, excited. Yeah, see it. That's awesome. Okay, so we will talk later about Adelaide and Elijah because, see, I've got another old boy cat, and we got to get them okay. on the same food. So I'll keep listening, and you keep teaching, and I'll keep doing, and we'll keep uh, keep the love going. You and, got it. Uh, can't wait to hear about, like, what I can do about, like, probiotics and things. Sure. All right. So okay. thank well, you so much. Luck, Dr. Julie. Thank you so much. I'll, I'll hang up now. Okay, thank you, and Joy. Keep listening. All right. So there we have the Joy. She's a a very, very good friend of mine, and I have helped her through the years. Um, And we do establish a lot of long-lasting relationships because we we see um, these pets periodically, and um, you know we're down-to-earth people, and uh, we we establish a lot of relationships. And don't forget, there's an there's a client and an owner and a pet owner at the other end of the leash, as we say. So um, we really like 
all of it. We like our clients and our pets, and uh, we have a good time. So um, we just have to think about some things real quick, and that would be we need to think about the food, but we need to think about the gut. 80% of the immune system comes from uh, the gut, believe it or not. Yes, the intestines. So we must keep the gut healthy. There's a whole ecosystem going on inside there. There's a balance of microorganisms. There's enzymes that help digest the food that we eat. If there's inflammation in the gut or toxic food additives there's, or poor quality ingredients, then this environment changes, which means the immune system can become weakened or it can become hypersensitive, like food allergies or hypersensitivity. So it, food, it's just dynamic it's huge it doesn't just feed our cells you know we we have to be kind to the body be kind to the gut just remember 80 percent of the immune system comes from the gut that's huge which means we need to pay attention to what goes in to the pets what goes into our body what goes into their body and i see this a lot i get you know a lot of you know, IBD, inflammatory bowel disease, I get a lot of problems, parasites in the gut, and it, it just blows these pets up. It's, it's just really, really sad, but we start healing them with foods. So in the future, I'm going to be talking about some different um, books that I like to share with you and, you know, that you can get. You don't have to be a veterinarian to have those. Uh, websites, I, I usually use dogfoodadvisor.com for, um, you know, they, they rate foods and they grade foods, so to speak, and they um, also share, um, actually just right before I came out here, I was checking my emails and AVMA had, um, can't say names, but a couple of very highly profile commercial pet foods um, just had a couple of re- recalls. So, so on dogfoodadvisor.com, you can get some information on recalls. Um, and we just really have to start focusing, paying attention, thinking about, you know, ingredients versus um, nutrients. We have to think about one big thing is everybody's all about it's made in America, made in America, made in America. It's all over the packages. One thing that I want you guys to think about is if it's made in the USA, all right, that's great, it's flashy, we all want to look at that. It does not mean that the ingredients originated in America. So I really want you to pay attention to that. So even if you see a package that says made in the USA, it's got the the flag on there, that does not mean that the ingredients originated in America, okay? So I want you to do this. If, you, if you're interested, if you want to make sure that your pets are getting the appropriate kind of ingredients, not from different countries maybe, then you go on the back of the package and you look at the 1-800 number and you call them and you ask them, do they outsource out of the country? Do they outsource their ingredients? Okay? So... Some little tips, and we're going to get deeper and deeper and deeper into all of these pet topics um, on food for the last few weeks, next couple of weeks, actually. So um, definitely 
the next week, I'm going to discuss um, how to read a pet food label. This is awesome. This is amazing. Um, I dissect it. I use the AAFCO, which is the um, uh, food company official. They make all of the regulations and definitions of the ingredients on these packages. I want you to tune in for that because you're going to learn a ton. So that is going to be awesome. So next week will be how to read a pet food label. I've given this topic to many, many people and to the ASU students. And it's amazing. You're going to discover a lot. You may start throwing away a lot of pet food after I talk to you. And I'm not making anything up. This is pure facts. And a lot of things out there are, you know, marketing is a sin. It's it's definitely a sin. It, it's deceiving and it's it's flashy and it doesn't tell the real story. So my goal is to give you guys the real story. So I hope you tune in next week. And again, you can give us phone calls um, and our emails and live on the air when we're on uh, when we're on the air. It's one eight six six four seven two five seven nine two. And then to email, you can email me all week, um, petpanorama at gmail.com. Also, if you own a business, if you have a product, if you have an expertise in this, um, you know, uh, on these topics in this holistic realm, come on, get in the, get in. I'm a by myself over here. I have nobody to look at. So call me. You can be a guest and we'll share the love. So thank you all for listening. I hope to see you guys next week. And um, welcome to Pet Panorama. Thank you. Thank you for being a part of Pet Panorama this week. Be sure to join Dr. Julie Mayer for another edition next Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Now, enjoy the weekend with your best friend.